we are helping. As a matter of fact, we are distributing hope. In addition to food, in addition to medical assistance, in addition to the shelter at the seminary, we are hope distributors, talking to people, encouraging them, praying with them, helping them. Welcome to Baptist Without an Adjective, a podcast of Word and Way. I'm your host, Word and Way editor and president, Brian Kaler. On this program, we'll hear from Baptists from across the denominational, ethnic, national, and ideological lines that too often divide us. At Word and Way, we've been informing and inspiring Baptists since 1896. Learn more about us at wordandway.org. This episode is sponsored in part by the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship. The Cooperative Baptist Fellowship is a network of people and churches working together to spread the hope of Christ. For more than 25 years, CBF has been driven by its mission to serve Christians and churches as they discover and fulfill their God-given mission. Join the fellowship at work in long-term global missions in more than 25 countries. Join them too as they strive to form healthy congregations and support the ministers that serve them. Put your faith to action. Visit cbf.net to get connected. In this episode, we're going to have a conversation with Nabil Costa. He's the executive director for the Lebanese Society for Educational and Social Development, LSESD, which is also known as the Lebanese Baptist Society. He'll talk a little bit about the many ministries that are under the umbrella of LSESD, but one of them is Arab Baptist Theological Seminary, who we had the president of on the last episode of Baptist Without an Adjective. That was episode 134 with Eli Haddad. And so if you missed that one, I would encourage you to check that out as well. Both that interview and this one We're talking about the work of Baptists in Lebanon and how things are going right now, particularly after the massive explosion on August 4th that was just devastating to Beirut. And the really, it just impacted the country as a whole. And I think you'll really hear that in the interview here with Nabil, the psychological and spiritual impact of that blast on the country. So I was really glad to be able to have this conversation so that we can learn more about what our Lebanese brothers and sisters are going through right now and ways that we can partner with them and pray for them. So here's my interview with Nabil Costa of the Lebanese Society for Educational and Social Development. All right, well, Nabil, first of all, thanks for joining us on the program. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And before we start talking about some of the events that have been happening in Lebanon over the past year, I know this has been a, a very unusual time of coronavirus and so much more. And so, first of all, how are you personally? How are you and your family doing during this this time? I hope that you all are staying safe. If I want to be very transparent, I am tired. I am exhausted. If I want to be very trans, uh, very transparent. At the same time, I'm encouraged. I'm grateful. We have a very good team here at the LSESD. We're working basically... Maybe I can say uh, 24-7, sleeping few hours, all of us, uh, on different fronts and different tracks. But uh, I thank God for our safety, for our people's safety. Few of us were injured. Many of us have relative injured or lost. But we are thankful. We are here and we thank God and we trust him more and more. Well, before we talk about some of the things that have you so tired, especially over the last couple of weeks, I wanted to kind of set the stage. You lead the Lebanese Society for Educational and Social Development. And so for our listeners that aren't familiar 
with LSESD, as you just used the, the acronym. Can you tell us what you all have been doing and particularly the ministry and your history, maybe before all of the crises of the past year? Yeah, very briefly, missionaries had to leave this country due to our civil war. And since 1975, they were considering this. And then in 1990, they decided to leave for good. So a Baptist society was formed and the institutions were turned over to this society with a governing board from pastors and lay people. And I was blessed to be the executive director since uh, then. And we started uh, in 1998 with, uh, we started, we had under the umbrella of LSESD, the Baptist Seminary, and you had Eli Haddad with you, and the Baptist School. And uh, since 1998 till now, with uh, God's help, we added four more ministries, which is publications, Relief, which is the name is Mirath, Middle East Revivants Thrive, Children and Youth, and uh, Skilled Smart Kids with Individual Learning Differences. So we have six different ministries under the umbrella of LSESD, which is known as the Baptist Society. Well, a lot of things were already happening before this year in Lebanon, and, and I'm trying to help set the stage. I know we could just start with the explosion, but so I think to really understand the explosion, we have to realize all of the things that were already already happening there in your context. And so I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about how you have responded. We've had the refugee crisis of the past several years now that has been going on. Last year, there started to develop some economic issues there in Lebanon. So I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about, about things that were happening you know, before coronavirus and before the explosion and, and how you're society and Baptists have been responding to these these issues? Sure. I'm not sure if you had the chance to see the video we have prepared. And I said, I said in the video that we had, uh, since September, we started with forest fires. Until now, I don't understand why. And we're not equipped to put off those fires. It was a big issue for us. Then we had the revolution. Then we had the financial crisis. And then we had the COVID-19. So all those were too heavy load on us. Remember, uh, I'm the general secretary of evangelical schools. And we have the Beirut Baptist School. So schools were suffering a lot because of financial crisis. In your country, for example, during the COVID-19, and because everything is shut down, your government, they have done the CARE Act. They, uh, they bumped money, trillions of dollars. I don't know how much. And they helped people to get paid, even not as usual, but they helped everybody and so on. At the same time, by the same token, in our country, they took our money from the banks. They, we could not touch, if we have any dollars, we cannot touch it. Our, our currency was devaluated maybe five times. Now the average salary in Beirut is $300 or $400 or $500 a month, which is great. So in addition to all this, we trust the Lord. This would be the last one. We got this. I don't want to call it explosion. It's a topping bump. Unbelievable. It's one-sixth of Hiroshima. 
here our offices, we are in Mansouri. We are away from the city, up the hill, 12, 15 kilometers. And all this building where I am now, dust was coming from the ceiling. Unbelievable. If you go downtown, you only cry. The capital of Lebanon is completely destroyed. Of course, uh, we are still, if I might say, in the, sh uh, in the shake off from the shock. We cannot uh, comprehend what happened. Thousands and thousands and thousands of houses are lost. 300,000 are with no shelter. Our people, not only us, all, as a matter of fact, today we have a prayer meeting for all evangelical workers on the ground because we need God's help and intervention. We're getting tired. I remember of Nehemiah. And his people, how they got tired while they were building the wall. And this is what's happening with us. The load is too heavy on our shoulders now. But we did react, we and others, we did react. We're helping. As a matter of fact, we are distributing hope. In addition to food, in addition to medical assistance, in addition to the shelter at the seminary, we are hope distributors talking to people, encouraging them, praying with them, helping them. We're not solving the problem, but we are blessed with the role that God has given us during this difficult time and difficult crisis. In our school as well, same thing. Today, as a matter of fact, now in three, four hours, we're making a nice meal for all refugees and injured people who are staying at our seminary. We're trying to reflect genuine Christianity in a practical way. People are tired of listening and hearing and verses and, and, and people they want to see. And we are trying, if I might say, preach, spread the good news in our acts more than in our talk. Well, and you all have been doing that. The, the work of Lebanese Baptist in welcoming refugees over the past few years has been truly inspiring. It, it has been wonderful to hear stories. I've met you at Baptist World Alliance meetings and heard stories from you and others there in the region about this work. Uh, I mean, it's essentially what about a quarter of the population in Lebanon right now are refugees from Syria. This is a, a massive situation. And you're a small community of, of Baptist and evangelicals, and you're jumping right in there to serve people regardless of their nationality and even their faith. And so it, it has been really inspiring to see how you all have lived out that call of Christ to love all people. I have to tell you that during our domestic crisis and this big, huge explosion, we never stopped serving the refugees. We are dealing then more than 10,000 families in Bekaa Valley and North. We're dealing with them in different ways and we'd not stop. So now we have the Syrian refugees and the Lebanese refugees that we are dealing with. But I'm very encouraged with how the Lebanese youth from all different religions, they jumped on the street. We need to clean maybe for two months cleaning all the glass of the building, maybe for a radius of five, six kilometers is down. And we have a very weak government, careless government, unfortunately. So we are doing, I mean, the civil society is doing this job. And in our uh, turn, we are helping the Lebanese 
and we never ceased helping the Syrian refugees. You mentioned the dust and and feeling the the shock, even though that you are miles away, and people can see that some of this in, in the video that you referenced. We'll put in the show notes at podcast.wordandway.org a link to the video. The video is also embedded in an August 7th article on our website about Lebanese Baptist ministering. So people can see some images from a couple of the ministries that are under the umbrella of LSCSD. But I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about what happened, because I know particularly Beirut Baptist School the and the bookshop were closer than your office. And so they were impacted more by the explosion of August 4th. We have uh, under our publishing arms, we have uh, we have a Christian bookshop, Gateway. And uh, I thank God for this place. It's only a place to spread the word of God. Only 10 minutes, 10 minutes prior to the bomb, 12 people were having a meeting in the second floor, prayer meeting, studying the Bible, talking amongst each other. It's a place where every all Christian organization they meet. Had it been... 10 minutes ahead of time, 12 were dead. It would have been a massacre. Every time I think about it, I cry. I thank God for this opportunity because he saved them. The lady who runs the shop, Claudette, was still there. And she was scared to death. All the glass and she's in the corner and so on. So God saved us. Damages, physical damages, big time. But God saved us. God saved uh, the, the head of this uh, bookshop. The people who buy from them the next morning, they came. They helped Claudette cleaning and so on. The spirit is very high. I thank God how he gives us the spirit. Beirut Baptist School damages are huge, if I might say. I thank God it's not completely damaged. Not all, no, glass, aluminum, cracks, and so on. and. As well, this happened at 5 p.m., I think, or 5.30. Had it happened during the day, another massacre could have happened. As a matter of fact, massacre not only in Beirut Baptist School, the port area. At 2 p.m., the port area, maybe there would be 50,000 people. So if I can say God saved us, what happened is a little what compared to what could have happened. So God has been too good to us. Now we wake up, we look around us and uh, and to see the results and so on. Now we appreciate that it could have been much worse. But again, God protected us and we're grateful to him. And uh, our plans now, we are serving day and night. We're helping whoever he needs, whoever is in pain. I like the word distributing hope to those people who are in pain. And uh, in, as I told you, in two hours, all of the leaders of the ministries, and they are 15, 20, uh, that we are working together. We are praying to be to complement each other. We are praying to continue building the wall together. We are praying to support each other, to protect each other to encourage each other, because uh, I've been in Lebanon since I was born. I left a few years to Saudi Arabia. and uh, But this is this time, it, the difference, it hit us from inside. You just see people crying. The head of our psychology, clinical psychology lady, 
was hit hard in her car. She's she has a, an injured in her eye. The human resources lady, her mom was sleeping, afternoon sleeping, woke up in hospital with the stitches. Another lady here, she's accounting as well. Her daughter is hit hard. And now the problem is the trauma. People are scared. People are afraid. We never had, and I'm glad we never had this before, but this time we're not hit from outside. We're hit from inside. And, and of course, if, if that wasn't bad enough, you know, globally, we've all been dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. And I know that that hit you all there in March with shutdowns and so forth, just like it was in the United States. What's been the impact of coronavirus and how's that impacted the churches and your ministry these last several months? Guess what, Brian? We forgot about coronavirus. The last two weeks, you've completely forgotten about it. Yeah. And guess what? This is the highest peak of COVID-19 in Lebanon. Today, we have 300 people, the highest record ever. And all workers are together next to each other with dust and no masks. And, and it is inversely going with each other. We are, we forgot about coronavirus. People are saying, let me die. Who cares? Why do, why do I want to live? They took my money. They bumped me. I lost my home. Let me have corona. So what? Makes no difference. To this level is the depression. But coronavirus is at the peak, unfortunately. And it's hard to do disaster relief with social distancing. It's just there. It's a, another priority. But your churches have been meeting, I assume, virtually for much of this time period. I'm sure it's impacted your ministry prior to the explosion. As a matter of fact, prior to explosion, we started to meet in churches because Corona has dropped down, and we miss going to church. I don't like always the virtual church. We're tired of this. But because Corona raised, we stopped going to churches. And the schools, uh, and uh, we have some curfew orders or whatever. And then the bump came, and we forgot all regulations and everything. Well, I know that this is going to be a, a long term. You all are in kind of the short term still. You, the clean up the glass, the getting people food, getting people homes. Uh, I've seen the estimates of 300,000 Lebanese are, are homeless from this. Uh, and uh, and distributing hope, which I do, I love that idea of distributing food and blankets and hope, because that is what is what is needed, particularly at this time. But at some point, you'll be shifting from that kind of short-term disaster response to more of the long-term ministry. And I wonder if of what you see that looking like as we head into winter soon and so forth. People who lost their homes, they are in trouble, and we want to help them. Where would they? Now it's summer. You can sleep on the balcony, on the seashore. It makes no difference. But we need, we have very difficult two months or three months to help them, to find them shelter and so on. It's very challenging. And I hope your listeners would be able to help us. So uh, we need to rebuild our school and, and rebuild the schools, some Armenian evangelical schools, their damages exceeds 200 or 300,000, or they are closer to the area. So we have a big challenge. To be honest, I trust the Lord, but I don't know how we will be, how to get over it. And there is a big healing process inside us. Why all this is happening to us? 
why we, why only, why do we deserve all this? You have no job. They took your money, money devaluated, COVID-19 and this bump. So there is a, a, we need lots of healing, lots of counselors. I'm, I'm now, since you're broadcasting, we need counselors, even if they speak only English. We need the Christian counselors who can help the people. It's not only financial. It's not only building. We need that. But this is not the major issue. The major issue, people are hurt inside. Christians are hurt from inside. I am one of those people that I felt this time what to do. God, what can we do with this crisis? Well, as you're you're talking about that, and we're, we're, it seems like a good a good point to to maybe ask you to to talk a little bit about that community. You know, we've talked a little bit about your organization and, and the history and some of your ministries, but you know, I think a lot of times in the United States our our image of the Middle East, particularly of the Arab nations, is that they they must all be Muslims. And Lebanon has a a very long historic Christian community. Uh, and Baptists have been there for quite a while as well. And so I wonder if, if when you're talking about, you know, the Christians are hurting in this time, I wonder if you could help us know a little bit more about our brothers and sisters there in Lebanon. You know, Paul says that when one part of the body suffers, we're all to mourn, but we have to know about the suffering before we can mourn. And that's mm. what you're helping us to hear. And so I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about, about Lebanon and the Christian community there. Yeah, Lebanon uh, now... All the Christian, cultural, all churches, all Christians, we does not exceed 35%. 65% are non-Christian, Muslim, Shia, Sunni, and so on. Evangelicals are less than 1%. But Lebanon, and I say this wholeheartedly, is the only Christian country and the Christian face country in the Middle East. And I say this proudly, only because of one reason, because our Bible teach us to live with everybody and love everybody. And as people, as citizens, our youth, we have no problem. We are example of diversity. Muslims, Christians, Druze, it's our pleasure. We have no problem. Our leaders created this to keep themselves on top, creating a problem to say they are the solution. Genuinely, wholeheartedly, I will tell you, we do not have this problem. Lebanon is an excellent example of diversity. A Christian is a president, a Sunni is a prime minister, a Shia is a speaker of the house, a Druze is a... And we care less, but they put us in a place we do not want it. I'm, I'm asking American people, deal with the people of Lebanon. Do not, do not put Lebanese people, Muslim Lebanese terrorists, not at all. We are proud of our Muslims in Lebanon. We are proud to be associated with them, our neighbors, our friends, our schools. We have no problem. But they created this issue for us. And Muslims, they want us to stay here. The West should help us to stay here. We don't want money from the West. Let the West help Christian Lebanese stay here. This is what will make the difference. Evangelicals, of course, are suffering. Minorities of the minorities, 
but with his help, minorities with the effect of majorities. Because we don't have any political political ties. We say whatever we say, we want to say, politely and Christian spirit. We can, because nobody is, uh, no political party is obliging me to say this or say that. I say this in a clear Christian conscience. So I hope the West would help us, pray for us to stay here and stay in Lebanon. Now immigration would be quadrupled. Everyone wants to leave whatsoever the case. I don't know. Do we get another bomb after a year? I don't know. Well, I know that you've been talking about this idea of distributing hope. And so what are your hopes? What are your dreams for LESSD, uh, for Lebanon and moving forward? I know and some people might find this to be a hopeless situation, but you are a hope distributor. So what are your hopes for your ministry and for your country? Spiritually, you and I, we know our hope is resurrection. And this will never fade whatsoever happened. This is our hope. For LSESD, we hope and we trust the Lord to continue distributing hope, to continue opening schools, to continue relaying the message of Jesus Christ, to continue empowering the church, to continue distributing Bibles and Christian literature, to continue taking care of the persecuted people, to continue helping refugees, to continue working with kids with special needs, to lead the country with kids with special needs, to continue uh, helping everyone who is in pain. And we are structured, we are well organized, operating like a company, if I might say, a Christian company, but we want to expand and trusting him, we don't want to fail. Sometimes we are frustrated, sometimes, we are tired. We seek his forgiveness to give us power. And we trust our partners who are helping us a lot. Many, we are in debt for United States, as a matter of fact, because United States, I pray it stays light for Jesus Christ, helping those who are in pain all over the world. Nabil, it has been great to get to know you over these past several years through our, our work in the BWA and to learn from you. And it is great to see you, at least virtually, to, to talk during this time. And I hope that we can be an encouragement for you and that we can provide hope for you because you need hope so that you can keep distributing it to others. So yeah, you are, you are. Many blessings on you. And I hope that our listeners will check you out and check out your organization and find ways to partner with you and to pray for you. Where can people go to learn more about the society and how they can, can partner with you? Well, in Lebanon, they can go to Lebanese Society for Education and Social Development, LSESD. But let me make it easy for Americans. Go to MIBU in America, Middle East Bible Outreach, MIBU, M-E-B-O. And they find the page where they can help us, where they can donate where they can find information, how they can travel and come and work with us on the field as well. Very good. Well, many blessings on you and thanks so much for giving us your time as you are in the midst of this busy ministry season. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Baptist About an Adjective. If you'd like to learn more about the work that Emil Costa has been talking about, you can find the Lebanese Society for Education and Social Development 
at lsesd.org. There they have a lot of updates about things that have been happening after the explosion, as well as their other ministries before then. And they will also mention about giving, if that was a way you wanted to connect. The best way in the United States to do that is through Mebo, and you can find them at mebo.org. That's M-E-B-O.org. As always, you'll find us at wordandway.org. And don't forget to check out our sponsoring partner for this week's episode, the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship at cbf.net. If you've enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will share it with your friends on Facebook. And head over to iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and write a positive review to help more people to find the show. It really does help. You can find easy-to-share links at podcast.wordandway.org. If you'd like to give to support this program, we greatly appreciate it. And all you have to do at wordandway.org is hit the donate button. And whatever you give there will help support the production of this podcast, as well as our website and monthly magazine. And speaking of that magazine, if you're not a subscriber, I have a special deal for you, half off for one year. Just go to tinyurl.com slash wwoffer. If you have any comments or feedback about this program, you can send those to me at bkaler at wordandway.org. Thanks for listening.